Do we know what we're doing? We ready? Nice. Fire it up. That uh, gives me happy feelings. Just feels good to be back. It's a good one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, always time. That's it's a certainly the Pavlov's dog. Like, oh, when you hear that, you're yeah, just like, just ah, like, oh, my tail starts wagging. If I had one, it's it's friend time. It is yeah. okay. Hey, uh, welcome to a Center and Saint podcast with Ben and Patrick. We're here to explore the best and the worst that we offer in life. The worst, the worst. You're the worst. Um, and uh, in fun. Lighthearted ways, uh, but also very real and hopefully a little bit inspirational as we get out there. So, uh, welcome back to our 15th episode, and uh, it's, this is the perfect little treat as we head into uh, Thanksgiving week. Yeah, I think so. Um, you're so thankful for this podcast. I mean, you're thankful for these ooh, sultry voices and the, ooh, I'm, uh, <laughs> the audio aroma that mm, they present to your sure. auditory experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I've got some opinions about that. You, you always. Uh, what, what else that's, is new? That's man? what we have what is opinions. Is oh, it's funny. Speaking of opinions, I was <laughs> listening to, because I'm the quality assurance person, so that you guys know, Patrick's talked before that I'm the podcast person who likes to listen to podcasts. He's not so much. I'm the guy who doesn't it, like podcasts, but decided to But somehow podcasts. talked so, me into know. doing this after years of, <laughs> after years of, tra- you just can't, you, all right, hold on. Do you want, We're, things are falling apart here, off, right. the, off the mic. Come on, Eddie, let's get you in, so Patrick. I need a drink, drink, man. Let's go. When you hear the tone, it will be exactly time to get a drink. Thank you, Eddie. It is, it is okay. time for that. Wow. You have had. He, he was eyeballing me. He was giving me the side eye of like, how long is it going to take Ben to, let, let's get to work. Holy cow, man. You are, you are coming in ben, hot today. Ben about slapped this drink you out of my hand because I almost took a sip without hot, his yeah. uh, let's, let's get that in your mouth. <laughs> wow. Today we're having a revolver. Um. This is better known as kind of a morning drink because it has coffee liqueur I was say, in it. I, coffee liqueur, not coffee. Mm-hmm. Not coffee. I can taste it. Yeah. So this is simple, though. It's bourbon, coffee liqueur, and orange bitters. And that's it. That's what so makes right, up a revolver. Uh, kind of similar to the, uh, what was the drink we did with the cinnamon? Or cinnamon. Uh, there was never <laughs> a drink with cinnamon. I can tell you that. <laughs> the leftover coffee drink that I we did. I would never do that. What was that? Leftover coffee drink. Oh, I think you're talking about. Um, there was a drink that I found at a jazz brunch one time that had Jägermeister, but it didn't have like bourbon or anything. It was just Jägermeister. That was it. Yeah, it was, I think it we was, called that Java Lava. Lava we did Java, something Java, like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think we debated that a little bit. Yeah, mine wasn't. Lava Java was certainly a better call than mine. Mine, I had something weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, we we brought it back. So coffee. here's another coffee, coffee, uh, coffee, 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 coffee. Is that? I feel like that's a soccer mm. league. Coffee. Mm. Mm. It smelled sweeter than it tastes. It. it but that yeah, coffee's with, there. That coffee certainly is there. With that coffee liqueur and the bitters, this is a. Yeah, this when, is you, a when you said it down, drink. I was like, oh, another another sweet drink. But no. then I tasted it, and I was like, oh, that did not match up to the aromatic. Uh, Aromatic, aromatic experience that my uh, nasal <laughs> pathways were experiencing. An aromatic. It's a it's, it's a new. Uh, it creates coffee with uh, K cups. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. oh, okay, okay. Wow, I don't even know where we're going at this point. Yeah, well, you know. Um, 
I was talking about something before I almost slapped that drink it's out of your hand. For real, you I, were. I don't remember what you it was opinions. now. You had opinions. You said, I have opinions. Oh, so I was doing that. I have opinions. You do have opinions. You're gonna, I was you're doing gonna get the, blessed with my opinions. I, I my know, opinions should be heard. What do you think? We're your wife? We don't care about your opinions. No, no, no. Oh. I'm saying you, Patrick, have opinions. All, because day, as I was doing the, the quality assurance for this and listening through, and obviously if you've been with us from the beginning. Um, hey, by the way, this has become a production, just so you know. You remember all those things we said at the beginning of this? Not Hey, we became a production. You're welcome. Well, we're, we're trying to give you a better listening experience. Oh, sure. Blame the listeners. I absolutely will. They are a, they this are is all a your voiceless fault. mass. Carl, Barb, this is all your fault. Uh-huh. By the way, we're coming back to you, Carl. We got things to say. Wow. You are coming in so hot. To, like, <laughs> I don't even know what to do with this version of uh, you today. What? It's, it's awesome. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, I was listening to this and we had that episode where you, um, offended people who like kids and people who like dogs, which spurred our new segment. Who did we offend today at the end of this? And, uh, I just had to laugh because there have been a few other episodes where I'm like, Ooh, man, (laughs) he is leaning in here. He is getting right in there. He is is therapy. This is cheaper than therapy. Hey, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I have found that most therapists don't prefer I bring cocktails. <laughs> They're not like, oh, yeah, come on in. Let's talk about your things. And uh, could, could you could you a, please not drink? That's the problem with therapy, right? Therapy, you need that drink. Loosen you up a little bit. Get you talking. How much better would a therapy session be? If you're like, you know, let's just start with a drink and have some casual convo. And then we'll get into like, let's talk about what your parents did to you. I'm gonna not tell- me. I would never say that about my parents. My parents raised perfectly well-informed and adjusted individual. Everything that was corrupted in me happened after marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That is laying it on thick. Oh, my goodness. That's I did that straight-faced, and I think you You were thinking, like, wait, what the heck? So what you you listeners don't know is that I just met Patrick's mother... Half an hour oh. ago for the hey, first time. Welcome to the podcast, Kate. And I thought, boy, he is really, he's just, he's playing to an audience of one who's not even in the same building as us. <laughs> and uh, She can't find who, the podcast. Yeah, who self-confessed. So, she only listened to this once. She's not sure where it is. Yeah, <laughs> Delightful woman, very chatty. Uh, learned a lot about a piano recital that went down. She's conversational. Earlier this and, month. And uh, piano is her passion. Mm-hmm. So, yep. She's quite the, uh, she can tickle the keys. I, that's fantastic. That's, she, that is she a, can play an accordion, and it's pretty gosh darn fun. Now, not the accordion part, but I really wish I like I have a brother who used to be a really gifted pianist, yeah. and I wish I could play the piano like that. Like it, it was just I was always so impressed with it. Mom can tear it up. She yeah. can tear it up. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive. Her go-to song is uh, some song called Misty, which I was always like, "That's your go-to? Like you have way better songs." I, it, it's a generational song. Maybe I think. it just strikes with her on a certain level. Uh, that, or I think it's—I don't know—it's in her, so she can remember it. You know, okay. it's just muscle memory. She doesn't have to think. About oh, it. she's not reading music. She's just oh, no, sitting no, no, down no, jamming. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She can do that with a lot of things. I get that. I mean, she's played for forever, but yeah, yeah. She she was uh, trained on organ. And okay. organs, organs, a whole different beast because you got foot pedals. Yeah, at least and there's like layers. a lot of foot pedals. Yeah, it's not three. Foot pe- no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like the big slats. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're like bed yeah. frames. Yep. That was a that was a birthday present or something for her one year when someone gave her an organ. She wanted an organ, and she got an organ. Like, 
Yeah. Wow. Like organ donation or something. Yeah, wow. Here's your organ. Now, here's your organ. Now, I will say I went to a concert a month or two ago, and the, one of the, the bands had like an... It was a keyboardist, but some of the songs was like the organ sound. Oh, yeah. And I was like... I never would have thought like jamming out to an organ would be something cool, but I was like, that sound with the rest of the band was. Uh, so yeah, we we typically associate cool. organ music with church music, mm-hmm. but uh, churches stole the organ from the bars. Mm. Is is so that the organ usually originally sat in the bars, and then the church said, mm, "We're gonna steal that." If people, yeah. if the people want organ music, we're gonna bring this into the church. And they followed. They followed it there. How about that? That's that. Now the that's, old switcheroo. That's a good segue because I was about to tell you um, when when it comes to cocktails and therapy, as a guy who used to bartend, <laughs> there oh, is man. there is a cocktails yeah. therapy relationship yeah. that can be created uh, without your consent sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you're like, oh, I I'd like to cut you off, but uh, I'm. <laughs> I feel like you got another story in occupational there for me. Occupational hazards. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't know what, if you should reconnect with your daughter. That that'd be great. <laughs> maybe, maybe start with a text. <laughs> yeah. Just a hi. Yeah, it's your dad. And like, maybe uh, then, maybe yeah. next, maybe just like, hey, I probably screwed up along the way. Just... Oh, you're gonna have to eat some crow. <laughs> if you want to get back with a loved one, you're gonna have to own up to some mistakes. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Um, so leading into the Thanksgiving season here, uh, you know, Thanksgiving's later on this week, which is, wait, what? Uh, yeah, it'll be Thursday. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just how math works. I'm not wearing yeah. this turkey costume for my health. <laughs> you wish we were on YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah. How, did you, did you, uh, growing up, did you have any Thanksgiving traditions? Like maybe did you go to one grandparent's house or did so you we, have, host a big meal or? When I was younger, we hosted... Um, big family dinner, mm-hmm. uh, and the the uh, deep memories of that mm-hmm. were always around two things: uh, the the bread, the rolls that were made because okay. they were always made from scratch, and it was always a gamble of whether or not they were going to turn out. <laughs> um, but, but was it one person always making the rolls? I don't know. Okay, I don't, I don't remember that. Okay. but I remember it was kind of like I remember one year they were just stones. Okay, and like that was kind of like the joke. And then the other was the wine that was brought was always kind of this uh, Russian roulette of like what is what do we got here? Like, okay, uh, so two main topics like. Those things always happened. Uh, and then somewhere along the line, like, people moved and jobs changed. And so Thanksgiving tradition kind of fell apart of everybody yeah. coming over. Yeah. And, and different things shifted. And that was, it was okay. It was fine. Um, Sometimes works a little better that way. Yeah, yeah. So if you can kind of whittle down that group. Yeah. and uh, For me, it never, it, it didn't matter who was there as long as it was family. And it was kind yeah. of low key. So, yeah. and then a part of those days was always... Um, you know, having a having a game of some sort. So either oh okay, like we, I remember on nice seasonal days we'd maybe go out and play wiffle ball uh-huh. in the field by the house, um, or or bust out the board games uh, and do something that way. Obviously, watch a little a little football, and then you know dessert was never after the meal. Like it was always you were so full. Oh, dessert came like a couple you hours later. Up, yeah, yeah, you cleaned yeah. up the meals. We did a very, uh, we we took a very sexist approach to that. So the men got to go watch football and sleep in yep. front of, on the couches. Yeah, and then the the ladies cleaned up dinner yep. and and everything. And then like, maybe two or three hours later, we'd come back and eat dessert. So. Yeah. Now I will tell you to this day that is still 
That is still the tradition. The, the, no, no, it's still the tradition <laughs> in my parents' house. But it's like the there have been times where like I would go help my sister or my wife like do the dishes and clean up. But it it has always been like my mom makes the meal, my mom cleans up the meal, and my yeah, sister so and my my dad did a lot of cooking. Mom did a lot of cooking as well. But there was kind of always this. Well, my mom never does dishes. That's that's kind of a running joke in our family. Um, never does okay. dishes. Uh, Come on, Kay. Ah, uh, golly. Mike, Mike gladly does them. Um, but dad also does a lot of the cooking. So, yeah. um, me, me, always did dishes. Okay. She was very okay. particular about cleanliness. Um, so she did dishes and then of course, certainly the kids were expected to pitch in and do their part. So, yeah. Yeah. And when you have, you know, 20 people over for a dinner, that's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of dishes. There's oh, yeah. always... Real dishes. Like, I think yeah. I think Thanksgiving, too, was also the time, like, that and Christmas was when the fine china. Oh. Like, did, you, did your family do that? Like, yeah, fine absolutely. china comes out for those? Yep, absolutely. My mom has one or two set. For, for the majority of our growing up, my mom had one set of really fine china that was her go-to, this is the classy meal, whatever, china. And then... Uh, 10 years ago or so, she found this new pattern that she wanted. So we all went in on Christmas. And I remember it being, I was, I had the easy job because I was kind of more just, here's my part of the money. Yeah. You guys are organizing, yeah. but here's just what I owe you. Right. And, um, but I, my brother and my sister ended up having to like go on this goose chase to find one or two pieces that weren't part weren't of the there. set or yeah. maybe they arrived gotta broken. The bowl, yeah. Gotta have the, yep. And, um. Oh, my mom was ecstatic about it, but it was, I still remember it was called Winterberry. And so that is the Christmas, but really it just looks like white plates with like holly stenciled on it, it or something. I, I don't know what makes it so do you, special. Do you have China? Do you have a set of China? Oh God, no. Yeah. Do I think you? that's a general, no. My yeah. mom, my mom wanted to buy us China and we're no. like, no, we'll just use the regular plates. Yeah. Like, we just, we have normal plates. There's no like, reason for us. We don't yeah. need a designated holiday well, now dinnerware, this, stemware. It, I think you're right. I think it is a generational thing. Yeah. Um, but it also kind of segues into what my current Thanksgiving tradition is, <laughs> which my wife and I lovingly call Thanksgiving trash giving. Oh. And trash giving, there's only a couple rules. You don't get out of your pajamas all day, which all right. is a very rare thing for me. Like, I don't That's I, I, I don't a... like staying in pajamas if I'm not sick. No, uh-uh. Uh, yeah. Um. You only eat trash finger foods. We're talking pizza rolls, mm. shrimp cocktail. I make these little thing Polish mistakes, which okay. is like sausage and pepperoni yeah, and cheese yeah. on cocktail okay. bread. So you only eat finger foods all day. There's no big traditional meal. So that sounds and, like Christmas for our Christmas. Okay. like that. Okay. That's our Thanksgiving. And you don't start your car. You don't. You, you can leave the house. If you want to go for a walk, go for a walk. But you're doing it in your pajamas. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and then a couple years ago, because my wife sleep late, sleeps late, my next door neighbors started what we started calling tailgate giving. Where he was smoking a turkey one Thanksgiving before their big family get together. So we just sit in his garage and like eat charcuterie. He smokes a turkey. We watch football and have beers in the morning. And uh, so now we have tailgate giving that segues perfectly into trash giving. <laughs> so yeah, no fine china at our house. That's, no uh, no nice flatware, plateware. It sounds like the you know the mobile home park you got. Is, it sounds like a good place. Hey, you know what? It's, 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 it's good to be king. <laughs> it's good to be king of the road show. Um, <laughs> no, Thanksgiving's a little fancier. I'd say Christmas Day is maybe a little more. I can't. I can't sit around in pajamas. All I mm-hmm. 
even if like that was the rule, I'd be like, mm-hmm. I'm breaking the rule. Now here's here's how I break that rule. I get up in my pajamas, and then I just go put on sweats. So I feel like I changed. Yeah, but even I'm still even just then, in sweats. Yeah, maybe a pair of athletic pants I could maybe okay. get away with, but boy, mm-hmm. I can't get up with what I'm. Well, I sleep in boxers, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Situation. Nobody wants that at the yeah. dinner table. Um, no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> never mind. Um, <laughs> dial it back. We're gonna dial that center mo- that yeah. center moment back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get up and get dressed. Yeah, I just even if it's just jeans and a t shirt. Yeah. I, and so it's funny you say this because I um, recently uh, we had a young couple that lives near us who just had a baby. They came over. Um, oh, so how about that? Here's a saint moment. I sat inside my home for three hours with a baby present. Did you really? I sure did. Wow, look at you, I real, real I growth. I didn't touch it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to be around it. They didn't want you to. They were like, watch Ben. Make sure you don't touch the baby. Don't let him near the baby. God, just, just, Um, he can look at it. Yeah, I don't care for babies, man. But I, (laughs) these are delightful people. We like them a lot. They're, they're a really nice couple. No, they're a great couple. And, but yeah, their, their baby was there. Yeah. And it came with them. And, uh, how dare they? That was, that was, that was a long, that was long after. Are there boxes you can check that in for a time being? You know, hey, I just checked the, that was my saint moment box. <laughs> that was it. You're like, I, but I, I do have a funny, not my center saint moment, but um, just a, a really funny Thanksgiving story from my family. Um, we used to always growing up, we went to my uh, paternal grandparents and my, my grandma was not that great of a everyday cook. Yeah. But for the holidays, she could really produce. Like it was like she just like it was it was next level cooking. And we're like, yeah, this is. Uh, do, you, do you say that, Granny? You really produced. You really produced. You really this. produced today, Grandma. This is supreme. This is a real supreme turkey. Supreme, Granny. <laughs> so, uh, fast forward to my high school years, and uh, my my grandfather's in poor health, and so they move into a house across the street from us. And they need that family assistance with mm-hmm. his health challenges and things like that. And my mom has never been a very good cook. Um, she's learned along the way and she's gotten to where she's a pretty good cook. But she was, by self-admittance, a pretty lousy cook growing mm. up. And like in the early days of she and my dad's marriage. And um, so that year, she's, she's asking my grandma. She's like, Charlotte. I'd, I'd really like you to make the turkey because my mom's turkey with gravy is still Saharan dry. <laughs> like it is rough. I, it's like the uh, Christmas vacation turkey. Yeah, and okay. it's bad. Which and I've always so, found interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt because I always find that ahead. interesting because I like when I when we got married and then the chance was for us to host our own Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Like that was my first time of cooking a turkey, mm-hmm. and you'd heard all these horror stories of dry turkey and the the TV shows or whatever, and I thought. This must be really, really difficult. Nope. And I'm like, I don't understand what's so hard about this. It, you know what's really hard? Mine is zero maintenance. I, I roast it, put it in a pan, vegetables, stuff it, put it in, and I don't baste it. Mm-hmm. 
That thing comes out moist. What's Every really, really year. hard is to dry out a turkey. I, That's what I don't know how to do. If you put a turkey <laughs> just in the oven, I guess that would do it. But I feel like if I put a turkey in the oven at 3 in the morning and ate at 6 o'clock that night, yeah, I probably screwed up the turkey. Yeah, I, like, I had a dear friend who always was like, I've got to keep my Wednesday and Thursday of Thanksgiving. Like, I've got to keep my Wednesday free to prep. I have to cook the, the, the turkey. It's so much work. And I'm mm-hmm. like, when I started doing it, I'm like, what am I... What am I missing? I, I'm with you. So the very first turkey. So I think I it's ever, worry and anxiety that makes a, a turkey. Dry. I think so too. Yeah, I think, I think that really so dries it out. I, I smoked a turkey once because mm-hmm. I was like, I love smoked food and yeah. let's do that for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And instantly regretted it as soon as I bit into it. I'm like, no, this doesn't go with the gravy and the mashed potatoes. Like yeah. this is a whole different. There's a different food flavor profile. profile that I want. It doesn't fit yeah. the traditional yeah. elements that have to be there for Thanksgiving. I yeah. love smoked turkey, but not on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. So I was like, well, that was wrong choice. Mm-hmm. We did a we did a deep fried turkey that was okay. That okay. worked okay. And that I felt was drier than a roasted turkey. Okay. I didn't enjoy the flavor of it. Yeah. And I was like, eh, a roasted turkey is easy. I'm with you. You yeah. put it in. You, you put it upside down. It's so done. all the all yep. the juice drains into the breast and then you that's it. I load and that if you have a convection oven, with, you're done in two hours. Oh yeah. I load that baby up with celery and carrots, onions oh, yeah. Yeah. on yeah. the inside, mm-hmm. rosemary, sage. Yep. A uh, little bit of garlic salt, salt and pepper, like covered. Mm-hmm. I lather that baby up with olive rub oil. Up. Yep. Rub that all over it. Man, fill the pan with probably two inches of water. Mm-hmm. Let that baby go. It's mm-hmm. done. It's easy. It's not hard. It falls off the bone. But it's for, so good. Man, I'm hungry. My, for my mother, hungry. it was incredibly you got difficult. You in that bag over there? I don't. Oh, um, I have a turkey sub. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so my mom really, really struggled to make a good turkey. Mm. So she's begging my grandmother, Charlotte, please, please make the turkey. And my grandma's being really gracious. It's your house. It's your Thanksgiving. You should, uh, you should have the honor of making the turkey. This goes on. I'm not joking for two to three weeks, two to three weeks goes on and on. My mom's to the point she's bullying my grandma Uh and my grandma finally says, I have something I have to tell you. <laughs> and my mom's like, okay, what? She's like, I have never cooked a turkey in my entire life. <laughs> and my mom's like, what do you mean? You've never cooked a turkey. Like your, your turkey year after year after year was just amazing. It was the best turkey. She goes, yeah. yep, it was. Because the woman across the street and I <laughs> had a deal that I bought both turkeys and she made both turkeys. Ah. So my grandma would scuttle across the street in her house coat and yep, curlers yep. at 4.30 in the morning before my grandpa was up, get the basting pan, bring it go. back, put it in the oven, and the woman across the street, I think her name was Doris, maybe not, she would just be like, <laughs> you know, it's a good name. Leave, leave it on 225 for the rest of the uh-huh, lunchtime. Yeah. It'll be fine. And it was always the best turkey. Best turkey, yeah. My grandma never made a turkey a day in her life. <laughs> And I think she this the funny center moment was that generation and that prideful mm-hmm. like she was like no 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 homemaker no one can you ever this. know yeah, yeah, yeah. this secret yeah and like at the end of her life like that Offer secret that just up. got turned right out of her by the way I've never made a turkey before <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah so it just it, that story always makes me laugh because it's like that's we never would have known my grandmother uh, known. on my maternal side Meemaw, uh she she I guess when they when she and my grandfather got married, Papa, me and Papa, uh, when they got married, I guess she was not a cook uh, mm-hmm. and knew nothing about cooking. So mm-hmm. I know, like, 
one of their first Thanksgivings, I remember her telling a story of like when it when she got it and read the recipe book and it's like clean the turkey. Like she put a sink of soap and water together and like scrubbed that bed. Oh wow! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it talks about how she'd make dinner like these burnt pork chops, and every night my my papa would just eat it without complaint. Like, and and Beats later, hunger. <laughs> but later, like she learned to cook. Yeah, like she knew she wasn't doing a good job. Learned yeah. to cook to the point where, like, I I remember probably at some point, maybe early, maybe. Mid, Junior high. Okay. Like, I remember her being featured in, like, the no- local paper oh, wow. for how good okay. a coach she was. Like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, like, yeah. And she was. She was a, she was a, I, I only know her as a, as yeah. a good cook. Yeah. You don't um, know burnt, burnt pork chop I don't know burnt pork chop or soap wash turkey meemaw. Oh, um, and I thought the radiator fluid <laughs> turkey I hit that one time was bad. Wow. And, but my, my parents were both. They both cooked. They both shared the responsibility. Yeah. So I, I, we always had good food. Dad was yeah. a butcher, so we always had yeah. meat. Like I didn't realize how expensive meat was until I got married and went to the the super, the you know the supermarket and was like, oh yeah, oh we're not eating steak like mm-hmm. I did growing up. Like that just isn't on the oh, it, table. Oh, it caught. Oh, <laughs> wait, my budget's what? And it how? Well, that math doesn't math. We're eating chicken again. <laughs> Hope kids like cod. Yeah. Uh, uh, center and state moment for me. Let's see. Um, so yeah, you kind of talked about your, your grandmother's story mm-hmm. where she offered this confession. Mm-hmm. So I, I did a board retreat with, uh, uh, with the church that I, that I get to serve alongside. And as we start that, we always do a little bit of check-in and soul care with each other. Uh, and in that I, I just kind of offered just a confession with them. Okay. Uh, and so, um, like, confession's this powerful thing. Like, I think, like, we think of it as, like, I need to tell all the worst of my life. But it's just, like, acknowledge where you're at publicly. Like, be transparent and vulnerable with those who you can, who can hold that with grace mm-hmm. um, with you, right? To see you at your worst, which is kind of part of what this podcast is, right? We're going to share the worst of who we are. Sure. Uh you know the the beauty is we don't we don't know our listeners we don't see them right, right. so yeah. you you and I have a comfortable relationship we can kind of share a filtered version of that um, unfiltered version happens at dinner <laughs> <laughs> um, and this yeah and this reality that like confession is this very vulnerable place to offer and yet when you voice it and it's met in the space with that grace like mm-hmm. it's it's boy it just is. Uh, freeing in a sense and so mm-hmm. i had a chance to do that with my board and uh was certainly met with that grace mm-hmm. um and so i yeah I, I don't know what that that's not a a center or saint mo i said the center would be like i just i knew i needed to acknowledge like mm-hmm. hey like i've probably not done right or done well or yeah you know i've i've been curt or impatient or whatever uh and i recognize that i see that in myself and and, and, and it's a self-evaluation, right? Yeah, and I had to be yeah. really careful, you know, because I'm sharing it with, with different people, with different lives, and recognizing that I that each of those relationships are unique mm-hmm. um, and when I'm at one-on-one. And so I, I had to be careful in that, right? I love the, I love the 12, steps, 12 steps of AA because um, they walk you through that place of, of owning whether you're an alcoholic or not, whether you have an addiction or not, they walk you through this kind of path of, of growth 
in formation. And so oftentimes people get stuck. Uh, they call Within AA, they call it the two steps, okay. which is you just get stuck at step one and two. And I'm, I don't remember the 12 steps uh, by memory, uh, but the first steps are just acknowledging it and then acknowledging a higher power, right? Okay. And then often a lot of uh, uh, people that are stuck in addiction just do the AA two-step. Uh, they acknowledge I've got problem, a problem and there's a higher and power. there's a higher power whatever that may be as okay. they as they see that or define that but they never then go through the additional steps that actually help them to move through that healing process and if i'm right there's 10 additional steps to the uh, 12, step. 12 step so 10, 10 additional. additional yes okay yeah gotcha. i'm sorry the math the math wasn't mathing with this with this uh revolver, revolver. um yes exactly that so um and so to actually go through that process is recognizing mm-hmm. at one point you, you go back and you own your transgressions. But only if, by offering that, you don't cause more pain. Okay. So you, you don't go back and, and chase down and acknowledge what your addiction may have led to in that relationship. Like, you have to acknowledge that that person may have healed and moved on. Ah. And to go back and to open up that, open wound that wound could yeah. cause more damage, like damage again. Right, you may be oh, doing an, a fresh wound. I I can, I can one hundred percent relate to that. In uh, what you're saying, because like my, so years ago, my mom made these elaborate scrapbooks that she scrapbooks. spent a ton of time. That was on. a season. Yeah, oof, that was popular. yeah. She might still be in that season. She might be quantum. Yeah, no, some season. some people do it, but it was a cultural oh, yeah. wave of things. So, me and my siblings each got a set of uh-huh. these scrapbooks. It was three scrapbooks a person. And none of us were wildly... We, we didn't just adore these like she yeah. thought we would. And in the following Christmas, <laughs> she kind of made a snarky remark about, well, none of you liked the family scrapbooks I gave you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, those scrapbooks were for you. Yeah, they weren't for us. Right. You that was a labor of love and we recognize that. But you wanted us to and we have family pain and shared darkness yeah. in my nuclear family. And it was page by page reopening oh, yeah. all of our sure. family scars that we had all healed from in our own independent ways. Yeah. But we had to say to my mom, those were a very thoughtful gift. That was horrifying for you to want to sit and bear witness to our reopening that pain. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. Like inviting people to reopen those scars, they've, they've healed. They've moved on. They've moved on. And they, and we all, all, all of my siblings and I did it in different ways. Right. We all yep. coped in different ways. Mm-hmm. And, but to ask us to, to do that in an exhibitionist form was just too much for any one of us mm-hmm. to be able to bear. Particularly if you weren't expecting it. We were not. They yeah. were, they were a surprise. So I yeah so yeah. I you know I had this I had this room full of leaders that know me know me well and mm-hmm. I work with and different and, he, and my relationship with with them is unique each one of them is unique mm-hmm. um, and so I had I had to I had to offer that you know offer my confession uh, and what that looked like but I also said like if if there are unnamed things um, that I missed or glossed over like I I invite you to bring that to me as you choose to recognizing that you may have healed. Like there are some times where you, you get to that point where you realize the transgressor, you don't need them to name it. You're like, I'm not, 
I don't need you to name it in order for me to heal and move on from that. I right. just recognize I'm creating a boundary in our relationship mm-hmm. so that you can't hurt me in that way again. Yeah. Um, and which is a healthy thing. Which is a very healthy thing. Yes. Um, and so I, I needed to recognize like that may be where some of them are. That they've yeah. created that boundary and they've healed and they've moved on from that. And they don't need to name that. And they don't need me to know that or acknowledge that because... They now they now know how they're going to manage that expectation that boundary, mm-hmm. and so it it was it was really this beautiful kind of sinner saint moment combined that my sin their sainthood yeah. of kind of carrying and owning that collectively together and 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 me just being able to acknowledge that and share that. Um, but and there's then, a weight to that, right? But always giving, but yeah, by giving them, you know, your consenting power to them, yeah, by saying. You have permission to give voice to the pain that I've created in you. Yeah. And I will hear that. I will, I'm listening to that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to defend it. I'm not going to approach that argumentatively. Like I, I know I've done that in my, in my state of being unhealthy or tired, you know, whatever. Right. right? And and that, and that's not an excuse. That's just, it's just, I wasn't well. And in that I created this. Yeah. I may have, I have made, may have created these wounds and if those wounds have healed for you and you've moved on, that's fine. Great. If, if not, if you're struggling to close those wounds, I'm willing to hear whatever whatever transgression I've offered to you Yeah. in order for that to heal from you. I, like, I recognize that I've done that and I give you permission to, to own that for yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and so, like, in recognizing, like, part of that came in in this in the spirit of uh, I'm getting ready to uh, take some time off uh, in that role they're giving me some some sabbatical rest and so recognizing like as I've sat as um, in this role for for 21 years like it's easy to become calloused right and you do any, oh yeah you do anything over a period of time oh yeah your hands you, get worked, man. You build up those calluses. Yeah, and yeah. you learn the game. Yep. Quote unquote, the game it becomes um, perfunctory. At some and point. you can, you can, and I and I offer this with them where I can act loving without being loving. Oh, because okay. I, because I know how to manipulate that. And what's that look like? Uh, different things for different contexts, but where I can pretend that I'm being kind and compassionate and listening, when in reality I don't, I don't care. I'm okay. disconnected from it. I'm removed yeah. from it. Um, You're an actor in a role. Yeah. Patrick's right. a thespian. Yeah, which is scary, which is a scary reality yeah. for you know, for someone who you want to serve as your as your minister. Right. Like you you don't want them to be playing a role. You don't want them you to want be them to be invested. It. Yeah. You, you want them to have that relational weight with you. Um, and and if you're not rested, if you're not taken care of, it, it's easy for that you, I just have to force this because yeah. not I don't have the emotional bandwidth to carry sure. your joy or your your trauma. Yeah, I mean that that just is a reality, and and that that I mean we heard that during the pandemic, we heard that certainly with those in the health industry, right? Yeah. That, that was yeah, uh, that that's exactly what that was that they were lacking not only just the bandwidth of time and energy in that, but also their the emotional. Uh, relational bandwidth that comes in that yeah. space, and so you're then you're just going through the actions. And anybody who's experienced a doctor with poor bedside, right? That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, either they either they have said I'm not 
my patient is a subject, not a person kind of a thing. And yeah. I have to approach it as such, or they've just become so exhausted in this process that they can't, they don't have the bandwidth to carry whatever pain may be in that sickness, which is a day-to-day occurrence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, again, same with the same thing with those in ministry uh, uh, or religious experiences. So um, that just is part of it. Teachers sit again, sit, sit in that same way with their mm-hmm. you know room of, 20 to 30 students. Yeah. There's a lot going oh, on there. Yeah. There's a lot of stories there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it happens a lot of number of different industries. Yeah. Um, but recognizing that rest is the only thing that can bring you back to wholeness. Hmm. So yeah, it was, yeah. it was, a, it was, it was this kind of beautiful moment, uh, together with them. It was one that I knew that I kind of needed to offer. Yeah. Um, uh, and hopefully well received. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I knew, you know, for me, it was just a matter of like, am I ready to acknowledge this? Yeah. Like they know it. I like, it becomes the elephant in the room. I know it. They know it. Nobody's talking about it. Kind of. Maybe we should talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a moment that you're like, okay, I'm willing to, I'm willing, like, I'm the one that needs to bring this out into the open. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't need me to bring it out in the open. They needed me to bring it out in the open for the sake of me bringing it out in the open, not because they had an axe to grind. Yeah. Right. And then that's part of the difference of that group that I work with. They, they are like, you need to do this for you. Yeah. Um, not to put words in their mouth, but like, I, and I would say that's often the sake of confession. Confession isn't the sake of you offering whatever penance it is to God or others right. or whatever, but it's for you to be able to, can you acknowledge that? Do you carry that within yourself that you can acknowledge that and bring that into a public site and say, man, I'm not, not perfect. Yeah. Uh, or I'm not as good as I think I am. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. We all need that ego check from time <laughs> to time. Yeah. So it's funny you, you brought up confession because this is one of the rare times I came prepared. Oh. With Center and Saint moments. and what? And they're both a confession. Oh, all right, I'm ready to receive it. So, okay, please, please be gentle. Oof. Um, You're not sweating, so. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> We're a few days away from Thanksgiving, as we said. And uh, my wife, thankfully, does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, I have been willingly and knowingly keeping a secret from my wife. That I'd like to confess to whoever's listening. Carl and Barb. Carl and Barb, please hear this confession. And like 17 other people, maybe. <laughs> that um, my wife is a very rigid, by the book, black and white, finite person. And I have been hiding from her that um, I've been actively listening to Christmas music the past three weeks. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and, and if she knew that, Oh, the, the, the ribbing, the making fun of the be lit. Like it would be, I, I would, uh, it would, it'd be ugly. She's justified in all it'd of that. It'd be ugly. She would be tenaciously you've just obnoxious lo- I, I, about it. I've, you've lost a lot of respect. I, you know what? Yeah. I'm okay with it because, <laughs> uh, I've been keeping it from her uh. and, and I, I might tell her after Thanksgiving and be like, Oh yeah, now I heard this on Monday, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, um, I, I, I happened onto it because on my radio channel 70 is the Sinatra channel, but now 71 is the holiday channel, like holiday classics. 
And I hit 71, and I was like, why are they playing Christmas? Oh, but how, this is the... How dare now they? Now I'm how locked dare in. They? they got me. Hook, line, and sinker. And, like, they got me the first time innocently, but Tempest. I... The temptress I have of Channel 71. Deleted from your scan options, folks. No. Get in there. <laughs> You've only got three days left. Get in there. Oh, man. So here's my other one. No. Oh. And I don't like this. I don't like telling this. Mm. But... Part of this exercise, if we want to call this podcast yeah, exercise. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's, uh, it's got me breathing heavy and sweating hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I have, uh, as I've been told, pitted out a few times. Um, I, there is, so what I don't like about the Saint moments is it really just feels like a, oh, look at me, I'm so yeah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, right. blah. And yeah. like, I don't like that because... Right. I really like doing my charity in private, uh-huh. not in public. Sure, sure. Um, but I had someone at my office leave me like a big tub of the, the pretzels with peanut butter in the middle. Oh, yeah. Oh, things. yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to eat that, probably. What? Like th- that quantity, that's a oh, commitment. It's, a, it's the amount, not that that product yeah. is a... Okay. But there is a guy that I pass on my way home from work almost... Uh-huh. Every day. Uh-huh. And he sits in the same spot. And, but he doesn't have a sign. He's not begging. He's not He's not asking he's for He's not anything. telling you a story on his cardboard cutout. He's just there. Yeah. And so kind of my general rule has been, if I have extra food yeah. that I didn't eat, I just give him the food. I will not give money away because that's fiscally irresponsible. Sure. But I will give him food. I would disagree. It's, you would give him money. Uh, oh, I won't. Yeah. I won't. Maybe. That's that's a maybe, podcast for another day. Maybe we have the money episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I won't give money to him, but I'll give him food. Uh-huh. And um, but when I pulled up, this was uh, yesterday, two days ago. When I pulled up and saw him, and like I rolled down the window and was like, "Hey, do you want this?" And his expression was like a kid. He just goes, "Wow, yeah." yeah. And I was like, okay, here you go, man. It's all yours. yours. Yeah. I don't want them. I'm not going to eat them. But, um, like, when I've given him stuff before, he's very thankful. He's very uh-huh. gracious. He doesn't want to – he don't want to talk to me. He don't want to evangelize right. to me. Yeah. He don't want to tell me a story. Right. He's just there. Yeah. And we have just this very brief, weird interaction. But it was the joy of a giant, you know, giant sure. tub oh, yeah. of yeah. peanut butter pretzels. Yeah. He was – and I was like, oh, that made me feel kind of good that he felt so good about it. Because when I give him an apple or a banana. You're or, like, mm, like yeah. it's not the greatest thing. I'm just like, here you go. Here's some extra food uh, I have if yeah. you're hungry. If you're really hungry, and here he's it is. he's always, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Have a yeah. good day. Hmm. But he was wowed by peanut butter yeah. pretzels. <laughs> I, I, like I hate the, those. I, I love hate peanut butter saying, pretzels. I hate saying. Yeah, I know. Like we, our, our, cultural, our culture says, like, you're narcissistic if you do that. So, the way how we yeah. are. Hey, you, you know who's doing out? Uh, you know, I don't doing some good things, trying to make their way. Carl and Carl and Babs out there doing their thing. What? Yeah, for real. What? And uh, we we got an email from uh, Carl checking in, and um, uh, here's what Carl has to say. They've been in Elko or thereabouts for a couple of weeks now, and uh, dang, it's cold. I thought Nevada was supposed to be warm. So ah. Elko, Nevada, I guess. Okay. I don't I don't know of that. I don't either. I'm um, not I'm not familiar with yeah. too much of Nevada. No. He says this ain't warm. He said for now I was able to hook up with uh, the Moscow boss's cousin. He's a okay. nice enough guy and seems to need a little bit of help now and again, and that's been good. It's the same car stuff, but we're gonna stay very long. We're thinking 
the the desert would be better for us, or is that? Oh, he said. Oh, I, I he caught his own typo. He said we're thinking the dessert would be better for us, or is that de- desert? I always get those backwards. Oh, why is our play on the old extra? Yeah, yes. yeah. Why is our language so darn hard? I don't suppose you guys ever mix up words like that, eh? Carl, never, Carl. I never mix up the word. <laughs> He said, hey, before I forget, thanks for the noodle idea. Uh, we've done your noodles with pepper and butter thing a few oh, times. Oh, catch you pepper. Hey. <laughs> Not too bad. And just so you know, more butter is more better. Heck yeah, it is, man. I suspect that goes for most anything, I guess. Just ask my arteries. <laughs> Bebs has been uh, asked, uh, has been able to help out the local sort of out in the country a bit soup kitchen. Oh. Lots of folks looking for a little help these days. And you just got to do what you can when you can. Thanks, Bebs, for... Being a saint. Yeah. Plus, we get to enjoy a good hot meal in the process. You know what they say, if you don't have a dog, uh, you hunt with a cat. I don't know that saying. If you don't have a dog, you hunt with a cat? I, somebody says that somewhere. Maybe they say that in Elko, Nevada. That must be what's happening over there in Nevada. <laughs> he oh, says, we're, Nevada. we're making do. I think the next couple of weeks are going to be uh, be out looking for warm weather. Wish us luck. I'll stay in touch. So, uh, Carl, thank you so Carl much. Carl and, and Babs, thanks for checking in. You thanks guys, for the update yeah, on the road. You be safe out there. We're, we're, we're glad to be your companion as you as you go. The West can be a hard place to hunt with a cat. <laughs> real, so you be careful. <laughs> you be real careful. Uh, uh, who did we offend today? Well, I think, um, let's see, uh, mom, mom, if I offended you and you find this podcast, I sincerely apologize. I'm going to echo that. Uh, <laughs> my mom will never find this podcast, but, um, I can, I can wrap up that I offended my mom by saying she's not a cook and, uh, I secretly offended my wife by keeping Christmas. Oh, from her. uh, we, we, we offended, uh, we offended the women for putting you in the kitchen after the Thanksgiving meal. Oh, we sure did. I yeah. don't see that changing, but, uh, yes. you know, we're solid. Sorry. We're acknowledging it publicly. Maybe you're not ready for that. All 4 billion of you. We are very, very sorry. <laughs> now get in the kitchen and clean up those dishes. Oh, <laughs> not my words. Not my words. <laughs> Uh, you know, today I learned that your mom has an organ in the house. Uh, well, she used to. Doesn't anymore. Oh, okay. uh, I don't think she does. Okay. But she used to. Um, life takeaways. Yeah, I learned that your life takeaways. Oh, that's, that's, your, that's your first. Your mom has an organ uh, in the house. I'm going to, I've learned, um, ooh, just because it smells sweet doesn't mean it is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's a lot of things in life like that. Oh, that, that smells sweet, bitter. but that is that bitter. Was yeah. Bitter. Oof. I learned apparently you can hunt with a cat in Nevada. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I agree with that. Um, uh, and I learned that uh, family times, stories around the holidays uh, are always unique and interesting and yet somehow seem to form and shape us yeah. as individuals and persons and our yeah. worldview that we go through life with. Yeah, those things always make me smile. Yeah. So you got a, you got a uh, spirit to get us out of here? I do. I do. Uh, my spirit is, is this. Um, um, find the group of people that you can offer your confessions to. Uh, it lightens, provides levity to the spirit. Um, and when you find the right people, you realize that even at your worst, uh, your best is still worth holding on to. So go into your Thanksgiving week, uh, have great conversations and great opportunities with your family and uh, enjoy the moments as best as you can. Absolutely. Well said. Thank you. Thanks for turning into a Center and Saint podcast, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us, guys.
you know, slap the drink out of my hand at the end just to just to bring it full circle? No, we need the glass. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you got to be fiscally frugal, man. That's be, true. Can't be breaking glasses. That's true. This That's isn't true. wrestling. Uh, have a good Thanksgiving. You too, man. Enjoy that. Not to lay it on too thick, but I'm thankful for you. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, uh, we have good conversations, we and uh, you're you're those good people that uh, I, I get to just be myself, un unfiltered. No, uh, that's a fun. Yeah, that's a fun space to be in. And uh, whenever you can be there, you, like you make me a better person. That can't be true. You make me a worse person, but you also make me a better person. I think more I think than you that, make, you make me a better cocktail. You make me a better cocktail. <laughs> you make me a better, makes, cocktail, makes makes me a better person. <laughs> Come on, let's start level one. I might be a two-step friend. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you sticking around. Um, as Patrick said in a previous episode, we're going to keep pushing hard through the end of the year and just kind of see where this thing takes us and kind of regroup, see where we want to go from there. But we appreciate you joining us for what we're calling phase one. Phase one. So share us with a friend, a family member. Follow us and uh, give us a comment or two. We'd love to put you on the website or our social media. Yeah, we'll give you a shout out. Happy Thanksgiving. See you guys.